experience of sitting down to the computer or you know something we're going to write on like a notepad or something and we sit there with our pen or our fingers you know ready to type or whatever and nothing happens you know it's just blank it stays blank we have what you might call writer's block we have what you might call an obstacle to creativity. So the question becomes then, how do we get beyond the blank page to a meaningful page? This can also be a metaphor really for how we lead our lives. Because if we look at our life as a blank page, we can see that every moment really is an opportunity uh, to find something of interest, something meaningful, something with purpose to engage in. And I know that that sounds, um, you know, a little daunting, really, because life is, to a large extent, the banal. You know, it's it's the boring moments. It's uh, getting up in the morning and staring at the coffee maker until the coffee's done. You know, that's that's what life is about to a great extent. It's not really that exciting. We only really reach the exciting moments in life, you could say once in a while or briefly or, you know, fleetingly. And then the rest of our lives are really spent waiting, you know, in a sense. You know, we're waiting for the next moment that's going to bring meaning and purpose, that's going to bring beauty, that's going to bring some kind of epiphany. The proposition with mindfulness is that that kind of life can be evoked in the moment wherever you are. You could be sitting at home, you could be on the beach in Maui, you could be um, sitting next to your parent who is dying at the ho in the hospital. You could be anywhere and you can see the potential of that moment, the blank page of that moment, to create something beautiful from that moment. And that's part of why I called this podcast Artfully Mindful, because it seems to me that life is really an art in a way. I mean, you know, writers or thinkers have, have mentioned or called out the art of living. Of course, we all know that. And I'm sure you could Google and find plenty of books on the subject related to the art of living. But the simple proposition here, again, is that it's really 
up to you, really, the art of living, or whether or not the art of your life will be something that is something you like, something you're happy with, <clears throat> or something that you're not happy with, or something that troubles you, that makes you feel sad, perhaps, even, you know? I found it in my own life that it really is my responsibility to make it what it is. You can't wait for anybody to tell you you're good enough. You can't wait for anybody to tell you to be happy. Um, mindfulness has taught me, both in my recent adventures into mindfulness certification, plus the teachers that I've studied with in the past, that if you can quiet the mind, and if you can find that place of what you might call the still point of awareness, the presence that's always there, that opens up a whole new world of potential for you, both in the moment and you know beyond the moment. The beauty of it is, is that we begin to realize that there really is only the moment. The future really isn't there. The future doesn't really exist yet. The past is gone. Because the future doesn't exist yet and the past is gone, we pretty much have the blank page that I talked about. That's such a great thing. It's really incredibly freeing, actually, when you think about it. Because there is no anticipation and whatever we've done is already passed, and really what we're left with is the continuum of the present moment. The continuum of the present moment can always be turned into whatever you want. You have that freedom. Now you can say that, well, outside circumstances will always impact that. That, well, how do you expect me to feel that freedom when I'm in a really, really awful situation that isn't of my doing? And it's difficult to grasp and it's difficult to accept and, you know, may or may not be supported by the facts. But it's sometimes best to, you know, feel that you are responsible completely for what's in front of you. And uh, in a way, you know, that's not true, really, we know that. But it also gives you a certain stance and attitude towards living that is quite liberating. And that's really what, you know, I've found in my own life. In my own life, I've been able to do a lot of different things, and I've tried a lot of different things. And some things you might say I've done better than others. Some things I've been successful at, and other things you might say I've failed at. But I've always been willing to try, because I've always seen really the potential of trying, of doing something. And you'll never know, you know, what you can do, of course, unless you try. So the beauty of the mindfulness movement and the mindfulness sort of approach is that it really sort of allows you to create that blank page from which you can create whatever you want, you know, within the limitations of your life, within the, you know, practicality of your life. But still, you know, it, it is quite amazing. Let's say, for example, if you're a writer, 
If you're a writer and you're living in a one-bedroom apartment, you know, in downtown Los Angeles, you can sit at that typewriter or that personal computer, that laptop, that software, that word processor, that scripting software, and you can write the most amazing story that's ever been told. It could all be from within your own mind. The most beautiful thing that you've ever seen, you know, is in your imagination. That can be wielded, so to speak, from the stuff of the present moment, from the stuff of the banal, from the stuff of that one-room apartment. You don't need to go to the high mountaintops necessarily to get inspired. You can get inspired by looking at the window in that one-bedroom apartment and the way the light comes through that window might be absolutely breathtaking. The way that perhaps the curtain just lightly taps on the window sill in the moment as you quiet the mind. It could be just amazingly beautiful. And because it's so amazingly beautiful, what's right in front of you, you can take that energy and you can take that realization and you can take that blank page and you can make something beautiful. You can write a poem. You can uh, write a novel. You can write a screenplay. Uh, with a camera, you can take a picture of that dappled sunlight as it comes through the window in your one-bedroom apartment in Los Angeles. What an amazing thing life is, really, when you think about it. It's just so free. It's just so free. Even within the con constraints of uh, what you might call everyday life. And that freedom is, I think, you know, really sort of daunting to a lot of people. And I would encourage you to not be daunted by it if you have felt daunted by your own freedom. I typically don't like to hurt people. I don't like to disrupt uh, an equilibrium, a, you know, sort of a, something that's working. Why change it? You know, that type of thing. So I'm not suggesting, you know, you throw away everything in your life and move on to something new. That's not what I'm suggesting. What I'm suggesting, perhaps, is that even within what's perceived to be the constraints of your current life, you know, maybe you've got three kids that you're dealing with. You know, you got to get them off to school every day, that type of thing. Well, even within the constraints of that, there's freedom, absolute freedom. This is why the, the, the sages in India are so amazing. I mean, many of them, some of them live in abject poverty they have in the past, but yet they're, they feel completely liberated. They are completely liberated in their mind. And that's what their students feel. So they don't really need to have the material wealth surrounding them because the wealth is within themselves. The wealth is really within their own mind. That's the treasure. You know, in Tibet they call it the mind treasure. The mind treasure. That's what they call it. So the East has brought to us this kind of wisdom that we don't need to be dependent upon external things in order to make us happy, in order to, for us to be able to grasp the potentiality of life and to create something meaningful with our lives. So um, I'll leave it at that. That's, that's a, a briefer podcast for today. Just talking a little bit about the blank page, about inspiration, about potentiality, and how mindfulness can make us see that or help us to see that potentiality simply by stilling the mind in the moment and not being distracted by all these thoughts that are cascading, cascading into our mind telling us this or that, telling us what 
is about to happen or not to happen, what is possible or what isn't possible. All these things are just ideas. If you train the mind, you can you know, turn on a dime, as they used to say, right? You can turn on a dime. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a great thing. It's freedom. And that's really um, something that's very difficult to take away, the freedom of the mind. Um, I would say perhaps impossible. And let's hope it stays that way for human beings. Thanks for listening. I always appreciate your listening, and I really look forward to the next podcast for you. Until then, take care.